3: The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break with Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Break presented by Miller Lite, the one and only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Today, Nick and Derek are out and about, but we got Brian Broaddus with us and the one and only Nate Newton, who's going to be joining us in some cowboys conversation today, how are you guys doing? I'll
4: tell you what I'm excited about this com- uh, this combination of folks here working today. I, I really do Not- nothing against Nick and Derek. <laughs> love working with them, but I always love cross and pass with uh, with Nate on these thoughts. It's always nice to get kind of a little bit of a different opinion, and we know you're always going to give an opinion so this this ought to be a fun this ought to be a fun show today
1: I'm loving it let's, let's, Hey... Let- Let's rock and roll. I'm ready to go right now. I'm excited.
0: Let's get started then. Well, I wanted to put a pause on the whole OBJ talk because we don't have any (laughs) breaking news on that aspect. (laughs) So we're going to pause on that, but I did want to get into the whole wide receiver. I've been seeing a lot of questions on on Cowboys Break on Twitter, people tweeting and asking why is there not – much excitement about James Washington returning and coming back to the Cowboys and we know they started their window he's approaching his return so I wanted to ask you guys where do you see him fitting into the wide receiver group and what the Cowboys can possibly do with a guy like him which we have not seen basically anything from him so far.
4: Yeah, it was unfortunate when we were all there in Oxnard and and the injury really happened right in front of us where yeah. he gets tangled up with digs, I believe, and then the next thing you know, it was like the first day of practice. And you're and he's tangled up, he's on the ground, and now he's they're carrying him off, and you're going, Well, wow, what what just happened? And then the questions start to Stephen Jones well, do you need to go get a receiver do you need this do you need that he's like no no we'll be fine well they kind of knew what was going to happen with Gallup they knew what Gallup's situation was going to be with him coming back and so but yeah there's that kind of that unknown about James Washington because you felt like he was a very talented guy when he was at Pittsburgh and then Ben Roethlisberger the quarterback started playing poorly started showing age ball not going down the field and you kind of lost James Washington then, because he was a down the field player. He was a guy that you know able to make plays, catch the ball, and make a play, get vertical, do all those things. And you know you felt like when the Cowboys signed him that that's what he was going to do. That's what he. And then none of that happened. You know none of that. It, it went from being okay, out of sight, out of mind. And then the receivers started slow. You're kind of talking about, well, let's go get Odell Beckham. Whoa, wait a minute. Like Nate and I were talking about before the show, the Odell Beckham stuff hits. Now the receivers elevate all their game. And now it's to the point where you're like, okay, to your question, where does James Washington fit? Because he doesn't play special teams. So now you're sitting there thinking, okay, are you going to dress another guy that doesn't play special teams, but can he fit in? Can he be uh, a better Noah Brown? Can he be a, a better Jalen Tolbert? You know, I mean he's a veteran guy. He should be better than Jalen Tolbert, but can he be better than Noah Brown? That's that's to me where I'm at, because Noah Brown still makes plays for you. We saw last week yeah. in the game, he still makes plays. So, you know, if James Washington could come in and give you a little bit of that veteran presence, make two, three catches a game that are like the Noah Brown catches where they end up being first downs. Then I think that the, it was worth the wait uh, for you to uh, to uh, you know get him healthy and then get him ready to go. I never felt like that they were going to make two moves at wide receiver. Yes. I just did never feel like that. I felt like that James Washington and Odell Beckham were kind of okay. We're going to just you know we're going to carry one of these guys, and they were kind of slow playing the James Washington thing because I was hearing that he has been ready for a long time now. He's been ready to play. They were just seeing where the roster spot was mm-hmm. going to come from there. And see, that tells me that
1: he's a flash guy. Yeah. Uh, even when he was with uh, Ben at Pittsburgh, they and he, you know, before Ben got really old, yeah, real quick because he deteriorated he did, he real did, quick. Yeah, he got old quick. He, he could throw that long ball, and mm-hmm. that was their guy. Yeah. and He would show up every now and then with a big play. Mm-hmm. So I look at him as a flash guy. Can he be that flash guy for the Cowboys? I don't know, but we are set. One through three, mm-hmm. you know, because Gallup is getting better every week. He's starting to be able to start, stop, and it's getting a little bit quicker and a little bit more mm-hmm. explosive. And we know now all he needed was the confidence and that. And I think after this game, he's found a little bit more confidence. C.D. Lamb, is, uh, they've found better ways to use him and getting him in the open field. So he can come in and be that third guy, th- third A, or third, I mean third B, because Noah is going to be there. Yeah. I think Noah finally realizes – this is my fit. Right. And when Dak can't find everything else, I'm mm-hmm. going to be there. So I believe in rocking with what you got. And if James – James, I got it right? Yeah, James. James Washington. If he can force his way in there by way of making consistent great plays for us, the first downs. I ain't talking about the long stuff. I'm talking about first downs, then force your way in. If not, just keep going doing what you're doing. Yeah.
0: Who could you utilize more on special teams? Because it gets into that conversation when you yeah. bring back a guy in, okay, who's going to be your special team guy? Because otherwise there's too many just wide receivers being well, activated for a game. Yeah,
4: and and it, to your, and it's a great question because it's a little bit of a mess, not just at wide receiver, but Kelvin Joseph now becomes yes. a starter mm-hmm. at corner.
2: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're
4: not going to expose one of your better special teams players to having to play those snaps now back in the day uh, Nate 's old teammate Darren Woodson would never come off the field. you know you would like look up, he would make a tackle, and then he would force a fumble they 'd score, and then right, he was right. covering the kick you know that's how you saw yeah, that 's how you saw guys so it 's a little bit of a mess right now for uh, for for bones fossil and what they 're going to have to do to kind of replace and if you have a bunch of guys you know Tony Pollard used to be a, a primary special teams guy, but you use him on on these on these offensive snaps now. So you know Zeke doesn't play special. You know you you run out there, and and a lot of teams when they when they put their forty eight out there, those receivers and linebackers and tight ends are your like your primary special teams players. And you know when you dress four or five receivers and four of them don't play special teams. You know that that kind of hurts what you're doing right now. So we'll see how they. they, You know maybe Noah Brown doesn't get as many snaps. I mean Nate's talking about the right way. He knows how to fit. But if James Washington's going to take his offensive snaps, well that's going to put Noah Brown full time over there playing uh, personal protector, cover the kick. uh, You know be on uh, kickoff return, return, all that stuff. He's going to be on all that. So yeah, it, it, it does hurt you because they were using Jalen Tolbert a little bit on special teams, you know? But was Jalen Tolbert showing enough to where you could you know, where you could uh take him off or or you have to keep him on? That that's that's the that's the juggling act that they're having yeah. to deal with right now. But again, it hurts them a little bit because Kelvin Joseph's having to start at cornerback
1: for you. Nation. He, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he he, he it, they have guys special team it takes a special guy to to want to go down there and slam into guys yeah. bigger than them.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, I'll try to block a guy bigger than them. You know, and so these guys, if they want to show this team their value, so they can come up every week and be a part, this is how you do it. You got to make well, that sacrifice. Yeah, you got to do a little extra studying.
4: Yeah, Jabril Cox has been inactive yes. too, and that's a, a kind of a special teams guy that you can that you can use there. So. It, it it's it's going to be. It, I think they got a little bit weaker in, in that area because of what with with how good Joseph has played. Right. But we'll see if the others can pick up the slack. You know, and and you know they and uh, you know uh, you know C J Goodwin got hurt. You know, and then you know because he got hurt in the game last week, and all of a sudden you're sitting there and I tweeted out like, well that hurts the corners because they kept they were losing corners in that game. Right. Right. And Goodwin was kind of like the guy that was the uh, he was the backup. You know the emergency break yeah, glass back guy. Back up to the backup, backup, to the backup break <laughs> yeah. glass in case right. of emergency. That's the guy you were going to go get. And people are like he's a special teams player. I'm like, no, you understand, you're running out of bodies that can play corner here right now. Right. Mm-hmm. When you started losing guys, right. you know, when Brown and those guys started go, you know, getting hurt, then you lost your emergency guy. Yeah. And the same way, a little bit with with special teams, and you know, I, I think he'll be okay. But you know that you, you can't. You know, you might get away with it in a game like this against the Texans or, you know, somebody like that. But when you play one of these games, you know, you got to figure it out when you're playing Philadelphia or you're playing Tennessee or you're playing the Commanders. You've got to figure out, you got to make sure that that special teams unit is on point because you don't want to give up something big because you had somebody out there that wasn't doing their assignments, wasn't finishing the play, and, you know, wasn't being physical like Nate asked them to be.
0: Now, since we're on topic uh, and you've mentioned Kelvin Joseph, I'm curious to hear your opinion, Nate, because I feel like, you know, I'm on Cowboys break, then Mm -hmm. I do the Spanish shows, and hearing other people talk about him makes me feel like, okay, am I going crazy for being this concerned about having a guy like Kelvin Joseph now being the one taking care of Anthony Brown's spot? So I want to hear your thoughts on – how your expectations are with a guy like this going in there and now taking care of that side?
1: Four or five weeks ago, he went into the game. And Brian, mm. he didn't look like he knew what was going on. Yeah. Three or four weeks later, now he's in position. Now, he didn't make the play. Yeah. But from where he was five weeks ago to now he's in position, that means they've been, they've been expecting this to come. Mm-hmm. So now what he's got to do is get a little bit of extra film work. He's – and I'm not throwing a dagger at this kid, but I'm just telling you how I feel. Yeah. Now football has to be number one. There you go. You know, I understand you, you know, who you are and what's your persona and what you're trying to do with your brand. But now football has to be first. Get on the film. Yeah. They're not going to overload him. Coach Quinn is not going to overload him. So the little bit they ask you to do – Coach Harris, the little bit he asks you to do, get on the film, be in every session, and make sure you're always talking to your safeties, because mm-hmm. they're going to line you up and they're going to tell you what to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all you got to do is work your technique and work your technique. Do
0: you feel that this can happen in the span of a month? I mean, we're in the final stretch yeah. of you the season. You have the Texans,
1: yeah, and then you have uh, who, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Now Jacksonville's a little bit better, I think. They're no. up and come young yeah. team. They're fiery. But the, you have the Texans, you have uh, the, the Collins kid, and I was asking you before yeah. the show, where's Cook?
4: Yeah, You, you may not
1: even have Cook.
4: Yeah, Brandon Cook. I, yeah.
1: They don't know who their quarterback is. Mm-hmm. Man, I would be out there working my technique.
4: Yeah, let me, Amber, to your question, your concern is absolutely correct. And this is why, you're con- why you should be concerned, is he has an opportunity now to be a starter. Yes, sir. And... You know, this was going to be a big week, and I know it's cold and flu season. I get it. I mean, he came out of a game the other day because he got sick. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and yeah, maybe he was may- the
0: first one. To yeah, get maybe sick.
4: maybe he has a poor immune system. You know, and, and I'm not faulting him for that. But this is where you needed him to be at practice day one. That this this kid, so many things have gone against him, and some of this has been self inflicted. You know some of the the off-
0: just so people know the ones that don't really know you're referring to. He wasn't at practice he yesterday at practice. because yeah. he's sick. Yeah, so, that's so yeah. One day
4: yeah, yeah. So I mean, for him to be out there, I mean, this this needed to be a big big week for him. And, and let's hope mm-hmm. let's hope today that he's out there practicing. You know, I mean, I get it. I'm not trying to you know make light of a guy. Getting sick is getting sick. I get it. You fight through things. If you can't go, you can't go. You don't want to get others sick. But this was going to be a big week for him. He needed to be out there on that practice mm-hmm. field because the one thing I am arguing for him and trying to give him, uh, you know, give him a little bit of a bump and a little bit of a push is that there's people in this organization that went to bat for him. You know, he didn't play a lot of football at LSU. He didn't play a lot of football at Kentucky. They drafted him in the second round because they believe in his ability. And there's times where he's shown the ability, but there's also been times where, like again. Uh, again, uh, oh, again. You know that that you know when you turn into that guy where it's like you're making a play and then you're out because you had a hamstring injury, or you're out because of this, or you're out because of that. I think Nate's absolutely right. You know, if 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 running the streets gets you sick, you need to be at home. You know, you need to be at home taking care of your body if you can. And I'm hey, I'm just telling you, I'm not. I'm not trying to be like his dad or anything like that. I'm just saying, though, he has a huge opportunity here to show this team that, that, they, that all the faith that they put in him, that they can reward, that he can reward them for their faith.
1: On draft night, what was the biggest issue? It was all the off-the-field stuff,
4: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And, and, and believe me, I was an off-the-field guy too. Yeah. You know, but when it came time to ball – you have to ball. Yeah, you have to equal that off the field exuberance, with and put it and put it on the field. You yeah. see what I'm saying? That's the only way you're yeah.
0: willing to okay deal with it. And yeah. You're like, okay, let's but, deal with this guy because yeah. he can ball out. Your yeah.
4: concern, your concern about the player is absolutely correct until he proves different to you, you know, and proves different to this front off. And they're going to keep giving him chances. But man, I when when he was on the injury report, and trust me, fans, I'm not. Busting on the guy because he got sick.
0: It's just bad timing. It's just really, bad. Really bad. It, it
4: never seems Not like his fault either. Yeah, but. it never seems like things just go to okay. Here we go. Here we go again. Here we. Go. You know, it's you're always kind of waiting. You know, what else is going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, but hopefully he'll be out on the practice field Thursday as we do this.
0: Yeah, let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we'll get into Houston's defense versus Cowboys offense.
3: Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free
2: shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future.
0: Welcome back to the second segment of The Break, presented by Blockchain. Okay, where's the ding?
4: Blockchain.com. Ding!
0: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I'm working on it, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this is Ryan's segment, where we talk about... um, Texans defense versus Cowboys offense. Yesterday we got into their offense versus Cowboys defense. That wasn't very promising or exciting for their side. No. What do they got? There you go. Yeah. (laughs) What do they have on defense?
4: Yeah, the 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 Texans defense. uh, It's Levy Smith who's the head coach. It's going to be very familiar to you in a way that. Yeah, the scheme, the way they play their front, the way they play their coverages, it's very much like what Rod Marinelli did when he was here. It is smaller linemen, get up the field, attack gaps, try and be disruptive, slant the front one way, whether to the strength, slant it the other way. They don't want to play toe-to-toe with you. They just don't have the personnel to play toe-to-toe. When I mean toe-to-toe is hold up blocks. Like If you play the, the, the Washington Commanders, their front seven will play toe-to-toe with you they'll hold you up they'll, they'll 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 extend on you these guys want nothing to do with that you know they they want to they want to move they want to be disruptive they want to get up the field so that's how they, they sometimes they make plays and then other times they get gashed for big runs and that's that's been their biggest issue right now you'll be very familiar with they got Malik Collins who used to be here he's uh, one of their defensive tackles Jerry Hughes uh, is a, a a local product he's from TCU he's one of their defensive ends that's that's kind of where they're at on their front. Uh, when you when you watch them when you watch them play, it's not a big front. It's not a physically impressive front at all. Uh, so they have some problems with that. There's in, with their linebackers though. They're going with some young guys. They're going with a couple of rookie guys with Christian Harris and Jake Hansen. Uh, Christian Kirksey is, I think, their best linebacker. He's their middle linebacker, and so he's going to make uh, when when that line slants, and then there's a chance for a linebacker to make a play. It's generally this Christian Kirksey who they got from the Green Bay Packers. He wears number 58, so you'll probably hear his name quite a bit because he is a good tackling guy. The Cowboys have done a really good job with their three inside guys. With McGovern, uh, Biotish, and Martin, when they can control the front inside three, uh, it's usually that's uh, because of Biotish getting off blocks and getting up on the second level. So we'll see what, how he handles a good player in this Christian Kirksey. Uh, or, yeah, Christian Kirksey, excuse me. In the secondary, though, their number 1 pick, Derek Stingley from LSU. Uh, hasn't been playing because of a hamstring injury, and I don't think he's going to play probably this week. Desmond King, uh, who was a veteran, uh, who I really really like. the Chargers drafted him several years ago out of Iowa. He's a a good player. He's a guy that could play safety. He could play corner. He's a punt returner too, and really good at it. So that might be something you have to think about going forward. But Stingley not in the lineup kind of hurts them because Stingley's the capable of walking over and say playing against Ceedee Lamb and kind of taking him. Uh, out of the uh, out of the game, if he had to, the guy's got that kind of ability to run with, stay with, play that way. But with him being nicked up, that they're in a little bit of a bind there. I think their best secondary player is a guy named Jalen Petrie, and if you're a fan of uh, Big 12 football from Baylor here locally, uh, Jalen Petrie is a guy you, another guy that I loved coming out of Baylor. Super tough, strong safety type of guy. He's around the ball all the time. He tackles very, very well. He's one of those guys that the ball carriers have to be mindful of when he's a, when you're around him because he's a punch-the-ball-out guy. He's a rip-the-ball-out guy. If you hold the ball away from your body, he is going to, and he's anywhere near, he's going to be ripping at that ball or punching at that ball. He's real big on believing on turning trying to create those turnovers. He's a good job with his ball skills, too. He gets in position. He's had interceptions and stuff as well. So number 5, Jalen Petrie, is a guy you have to kind of watch out for. But it's a team that doesn't have a whole lot of talent on it. Again, their most talented player, I think, is Stingley, and he's hurt. So that's kind of why they're, the record there are. They're 1-10-1, and they give up a lot of yards. Um, they, they get put in some terrible situations because their offense isn't very good either. But, uh, you know, the Cowboys have, you know, be be very mindful of Kirksey and be very mindful of Jalen Petrie. I think those are their two best players on their defensive side of the ball.
0: Yeah, and looking at uh, their practice report from yesterday, mm. they have quite a lot of guys yeah. uh, on defense uh, that were out and did not practice because of an injury. And you got guys mostly on the defensive line of the ball. When you look mm-hmm. at this matchup, Nate, What would be an area that you could say, okay, and it's tough to find one, I think, because I think the the Cowboys are in the upper hand here. But what would be an area if you had to pick something where the Cowboys could possibly struggle in this game?
1: Hughes has got eight sacks and uh, I'll be weary of him. I mean, if we don't get off to a good run game and give him a chance to rush the pass or you know, and I think he what he's over uh, right guard, right tackle. Yeah. So that is that is always a matchup for me because I like fire right tackle to have more run uh, responsibilities than yeah. pass blocks. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I, that Desmond King, I mean, when I turn on the film yeah. defense, I like to see who pops. Yeah. Desmond King pops. Yeah. You know the other guys uh you talk about, they're steady. They're steady guys. Mm. They do they do their job. But I try to tell people, especially around here, you can tell when your offense ain't doing very well because you'll see more defensive guys during the week beat up and out yeah. of practice. Mm. Yeah, yeah.
4: The Cowboys, it, it, it's uh, and Nate makes great points there. I mean, that's he's absolutely right about that. The Cowboys have got to find a way. When the we all know this. When the Cowboys are balanced, when they're balanced with their scheme, when they're balanced with when Zeke. Has 15 carries and Pollard has 18 carries or whatever. However, the balance is with that. It just kind of it helps the quarterback so much. I, I just don't. I think that they. I think that the Texans are going to have a hard time covering Dallas's all their all the weapons. I mean, if they take away, if they take away Lamb in this game, Gallup is clearly can have a better game. Right, you know, yeah. the tight ends can have. I mean, you've got ways of putting a lot of pressure on. These Texans. And he's right about Jerry Hughes. You got to find a way to block Jerry Hughes, where you might keep a tight end in. You might, you know, running the football at these guys, it, it You know, and Nate will tell you about this too, you lean on guys, you lean on guys, you lean on guys running the ball, and they don't want to rush the passer at the end of the day because you've been leaning on them the whole game. I kind of feel like that's what you need to do with these guys here. I think you just need – but they're going to try and angle and stunt and and be on the move so big guys like Nate can't get their hands on them. That's the whole idea of playing a slant front is you just don't want somebody to to go and have to block you. I mean, you want to get away from their blocks, and hopefully you guess right – into tendencies of, all right, the Cowboys. But the Cowboys have done a really good job when they run the football is that it'll start to one side, and then Biotis and Martin and, and, and McGovern, they'll they'll find a way to push everybody to one side, and then the ball cuts behind in the center, and then you got the backside cutoffs and stuff like that. And that puts a lot of pressure on a team when they're slanting. You just take them where they want to go and then take the ball behind where they're going. This
1: is the amazing thing I like about uh, the young Tony Pollard. It's always when you're running, say we're running right, we're running right. There's the point of attack, mm-hmm. and then there's the first cutback. There are not many backs can get to that third one without yeah. getting the offensive line in a, in a bad situation. Tony Pollard, and Brian, who would else be that guy that could get to that third cut, that second cutback lane? That is yeah. dangerous, mm-hmm. and that's where Tony Pollard is so sweet at. He can get point of attack, mm-hmm. he hit it ninety going north. Or he can make that cut and get six yards, but he can get back door and take it home. Yeah, we, a lot of guys can't do that.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're, the Cowboys have played some really good running teams. Yes, and you know that's the, you know, and you look at man, they they've got a guy we talked about. You know, we talked about what the uh, you know with with Pierce, the the running back from the you know from the Texans. I mean, like I say, Barkley, Pierce, yes, you know, everybody that we've yes. seen. It's that press, look, press again, right. look back, and then get it all the way back. Yeah. That's you know, I I think the guy at Minnesota, same kind of yeah. running style that you know that when you, you even though the Vikings didn't even try and run the ball uh, that much, I just there's there's these backs that you do play, but Nate's right about Pollard, his ability, he he makes these offensive linemen so much better because you don't have to hold your block forever. You know, there's some backs you have to hold, and then Nate was talking about you get in trouble
2: right. because
4: you're holding, and now you're out of position. Now you're grabbing, now you're getting called for a flag. Right. right. With Pollard, the ball is usually past that point to where you're starting to hold. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the that's the really good thing about it. And they should be able to run the ball on these guys just because I think that Dallas will, will guess right on them a couple of times and hit them on some big plays.
0: So between... The topic of Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott, where do you stand?
4: Both. Both. I,
1: I don't want to insult all the fantasy football players, but I, I don't do that sport. Yeah. I do team sport. I do true NFL football, Yeah, and it's a team. And for Zeke to be willing to share that and not gripe and cause problems over there because all that money he's making, love it. They are one. They yeah,
4: all one. That's the thing about it is I I kind of look at him as, and Bobby Belt, who I work with on on uh, 105.3 The Fan, gave him the nickname "Feed and Speed." Yes, and together, you know. That's good. And and so, you know, the, the thing about it, I look at him as one back. That... Twenty-seven carries, 161 yards, mm-hmm. three touchdowns. Yes, that's how I look at him. I look at because I think the Cowboys. One of the reasons why the Cowboys are having Offensive success and putting up a lot of points—it's helping the quarterback for sure, but it's putting such a burden on the defenses to have to. Yeah, you know, they're second and eight, second and nine, and they're running the ball for yeah. twelve yards, thirteen yards, and you're like, and it's, it's, you know, it, it. I, there's only been one team that I felt like really shut them down from running the football, and that was the Commanders. But if you look at the Commanders, they've they've made everybody. Ev- everybody. everybody we talk about these teams potentially in the playoffs <laughs> 49ers commanders they they do not let you run the football and that's that's going to be a real test i am i am looking forward to tyron smith being back and i'm looking forward to seeing if that commanders game at the end of the year there in 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 landover maryland is going to be a game where the cowboys have to win i'm sure the commanders are going to have to win to get in so but I'm really looking forward to seeing if Dallas can get back to, before the playoffs, running the football in that against that particular group. Because if you come out of that game, say you get a win, and you run the ball well against that bunch, now your playoff, your playoff thoughts are like, well, nobody can stop us running yeah. the football. Because I think the two best teams that you play in the NFC or could play would be the Commanders and then would be the 49ers when it comes to not letting you run the ball. At Tampa, I've seen team teams have some success of late against Tampa. Dallas could have ran the ball more against Tampa in week 1. They just chose not to do it. You know, they could have Zeke was having success running the ball. But that commander bunch is a different group and I I with Tyron Yeah, with Tyron Smith back in the lineup, you know, at that point in time if that game has to be had for both teams, I think it's going to be a, a, a really a test of wills on both sides to see, okay, we know we can run the ball. And then they're thinking, we know we can stop the run. That That's where this is going to be kind of fun.
0: Well, let's go ahead and take our final break. When we come back, I want to get into should Dak Prescott kind of – run a little more, Mm. start running a little more, incorporating him into the running game. And also, we'll get into some O-line shuffling once Tyron Smith comes back and what that could possibly look like for the Cowboys.
3: The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and
1: Turf.
3: back to the break
0: Welcome back to the third segment of the break. So, we were talking about the running game for the Cowboys and I wanted to ask you guys if you think the Cowboys should start utilizing Dak Prescott in the running game. They haven't they really haven't had the necessity to do so, but is this something that you would like to see a little bit more sprinkled in the game for you know, putting it out there on film and just preparing for the things that you might need to use heading into the playoffs and when you need to kind of bring out more weapons on offense.
1: I've always believed this right here. You use every tool that God has given you. Now, but I do believe this. His instincts used to be so good his first three or four years till he knew how to take off and get those extra three yards. Got injured, went through a little... Shady time, a little cloudy time, and he didn't run. But now it seems like he's getting back to just naturally, okay, let me take off and get this first so I can continue this drive. That will suffice for me until we get to the playoffs. Then if we can get to the playoffs, then make that a part of your arsenal because no one is, no is going to be ready for it, not for that. Mm-hmm. At least I don't think.
4: Yeah, the new thing in the NFL is the teams that have a running quarterback. That's that's the devastating way of playing football now. Yeah. And we've it takes seen, your offense <clears> to another level. It sure does. And, you know, and I think with Kellen Moore, I think there was a time when Dak was coming back from injury that the owner, general manager, nobody wanted Dak to run the ball at right, all. Right. They're like, listen, just take fall on the ground, take a sack, whatever you have to do. But now you're starting to see them incorporate some more plays. The option play, the, the read option stuff that they're going to... Dak is crafty enough and a good ball handler, too. The fake, sell it, and then run. There's several times where I've kind of felt like on these third-and-one plays Mm -hmm. or fourth-and-one, Dak could pull it and just dive forward for a first down, that kind of thing. But, yeah, incorporating the running quarterback as part of your attack puts so much pressure on the defense to have to deal with that. I mean – You know, in in a couple weeks, we're going to be talking about playing the Eagles, and 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 that's going to be at nauseum. Where we're like, well, Hertz can run. You know, well, it might be even be a little bit in Jacksonville next week. We'll see with you know with Trevor Lawrence. You know, a guy that can has a little bit, probably doesn't want to run, but can run. But if you you have a quarterback that can play like that, that makes a a big, big, big difference on your uh, on your uh, on your team.
1: and I'm, a, and I'm glad we're not players because we're allowed to jump ahead. And that against a against an Eagles team, you need three yards. Go get those three yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if they get the ball, you don't know when you're going to get it back. And that's why I've been fighting so hard on every show that I go on, Time of Possession. Time of possession, because if you learn how to, to – it's, it's not easy to go 12, 13 plays, but if you can learn how to play perfect football, what Coach Johnson used to call it, if we can play perfect football, 10 or more plays yeah. down the field, that's time of possession. That gives that beast of a defense a chance when they get out there. Even if you don't score, they are so fresh in the second yeah. half, it could be ugly.
4: Yeah, that's the, the thing about it is the playing – Perfect football here, like the Cowboys of the '90s that used to compete against us when I was in Green Bay. Played perfect football, and they never got penalties. This right. team, this team fights. Even though last, even though last week was a good uh, penalty game for them, considering who the official was. And you know that that's 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 something that you know you have Brian, to kind of always. Let me
1: say this right quick. Like, <laughs> is it really not got to depending
4: on who the official is? Oh, I think I think it, I think it, it has. Let me tell you what I. I know this. When, when when you say the Cowboys are going to get better on penalties, I say, no, they're not. They're not going to get better. Because what happens is you can be better and more efficient. I, I saw it the other day, right. two, days, uh, it was two games ago. I saw Zach Martin pin a defensive lineman, yes. pancake him on his right. back and got called for offensive holding. Saw, so, I mean, just perfect pancake block, <laughs> right. helmet sticker, all that stuff you want to give for an award. And I saw an official call holding penalty, and I said, "Okay, is that Zach Martin's fault or is that the official's fault for missing a thing?" And I think you have these officials that do. I think they miss two to three calls a game. Wow! So you can go from being you can go go from being having say four penalties, four legitimate penalties, or you know you know five legitimate penalties, fine but then you add on three more that they just kicked on to you because they missed the call. It, it <laughs> wow. does. It does come down to these officials. It really does. And, and Carl Sheffers and his crew last week was one of the most penalized crews in the league. And the fact that you survived that game only given up I think three penalties, two of them were, you know, kind of, you know, penalties that are easy to call, but that's it does. It comes down. It wow. really does come down to these guys and how they call, and guys and gals and how they call these games.
0: Mm. There's, there has uh, I think there is a better way uh, yes. and there is money to do so so I just don't understand why it hasn't happened where all of these calls are reviewed See, yeah. and there's a quick way to do it, it's, it's not something that it's going to delay the game so well, long either, yeah. there's a way yes. well yes.
4: that's the thing about it is though TV dictates so much TV does not, even though the college game is kind of it's, you know, it's romantic and you watch the rivalries those college football games are on for five hours, some of them. And you know, and, <laughs> right. that, and, and the NFL does not – the NFL wants their games to start at noon, end by three, and start the next games, and then get them done by six, and have that night game, and then that's a wrap to the day. Yeah. That's what they want. They do not want these games going five hours. They just don't. It, they, it's proven that the advertising I mean, yeah, it's great for advertisers, I'm sure, but the NFL, it's not good for TV schedules. Is what because you look at other programs for years on CBS. 60 Minutes always came after the NFL game, you know. 60 Minutes and 60 Minutes is one of the most popular shows ever in television history. Yeah. And any time that that NFL football bleeds into 60 Minutes, that's bad for CBS. Yes. Yes. They're like, wait a minute, we that's our that's one of our most popular shows for the last 40 years. You know, we can't have it bleeding into our most popular show. <laughs> yes, sir. Even though football's popular on TV, they will tell you, stop that thing at 6 o'clock. On all, actually, they want to be off the air at 5.55. Commercials, 6 o'clock. 6 Hard 5. out. Yeah, there you Hard go. Hard out. Hard out.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, well, aside from penalties, there are other uh, aspects of the game that the Cowboys are struggling with and... and or. They should improve, I should say, and we talked you about hope. it before. the... <laughs> you hope? <laughs> yeah. We talked about it before the show, and you brought it up. Nate is the slow starts, mm. which we've been discussing on this. And you, you guys you, know i You
4: you hate the slow start.
0: Absolutely hate it. But another point that you brought up, Nate, was the interceptions. Right now, it hasn't necessarily yeah. killed the Cowboys yet, but it that's all it could take for a game to really turn sideways. Killed and them in Philadelphia. The yes. Yeah. So. Thoughts on these two aspects of the game? Because if you look at everything else, it seems that the Cowboys are consistently starting to improve and get better in general. But these are two things that are still happening that doesn't seem to be consistent in not doing so and just kind of improving. So what are your kind of thoughts on these two? One, throwing interceptions and slow starts.
1: Uh, You know, the... I look at winning, and the bottom line, they're 9-3. Mm-hmm. I love that. I get to brag. I'm the number three uh, biggest homie besides Mr. Jones and Michael Irvin. I'm number three. <laughs> you know, no, you can't beat me bragging. But I have to watch the game, yeah. and I understand the game. And I know that what we're going for is the Eagles being able to go through the 49ers, being able to run over Minnesota again. So – if you're doing that, a slow start is not gonna help you. You're going on the road. I don't see the Eagles losing. I hope they do, yeah. but I don't you're going on the road. Yeah. So start slow in a playoff game where every play counts. Even the interception in the first quarter yeah. can count. Yeah. You cannot have that. You've had five interceptions in six games, or either vice versa, six interceptions in five games. You cannot have that. You should be warming up on these teams like this, getting better, enhancing who you are. Because Philadelphia is – just think, the 49ers lost two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. The young stud that they thought was great and the guy Lance, that they yeah. know who is good in Garoppolo. It's not great. And they still saying these, this this is a top three NFC team yeah. because of their defense and they don't make mistakes. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying about a slow start. At least be even or leaving in the first half. Don't be down and behind.
0: How can you improve in that?
1: Back in the day, Jimmy Johnson used to just take us out there and we'd have four days of hard practice. Nowadays, you have to have veteran leaders. That's not going to stand for the foolishness. that They, they themselves, starting with Dak, is going to try to be not perfect, but let it flow, but understand what does it mean. In the big picture. Yeah. Quarterbacks are allowed to think big picture while they focus on the small things. Wide receivers are like that. Lyman, we just got to deal with those beasts in front of us. Yeah. But everybody else can deal with the, this dude is not good enough. It's only two guys we talked about, and one of them is not playing, and Stingley, he may not play. Yeah. So we got Desmond King, find a way yeah. to, to
4: beat one of these dudes yeah i I think mm-hmm. that you're in a situation too where and Nate's absolutely right you it seems like though that every time they're throwing these interceptions they're they're moving the ball and they're driving to score points. yes in the playoffs you can't every possession that ends in points of course is a good one. field goals, you know touchdowns points are you know, points are how you win these games. I'm not telling you something you already don't know. But you can't throw opportunities away. If you get eleven of them in a playoff game, you, you if you throw one away that way you were going to score a touchdown and maybe make it maybe change the direction of the trajectory of the game, that's a big, big, big play. And they're getting away with it right now. Yeah. They're getting away with it. And but it's something, you know, and I don't want to take away Dak's aggressiveness. I sure don't. But I also like I say, be mindful of, of the situation you're in when you do get in the playoffs and you're do, and you're thinking about, okay, I cannot turn the ball over here. I have got to find a way to get Brett Maher on this field to kick a field goal at, at worst. You know, that's that needs to be the mission every time the offense takes the ball. Get Brett Maher on the field at worst. You know? That needs to be, you know, and I, I think with it comes down with the play caller. It comes down to the quarterback. It comes down to the receivers, and it comes down to the line, you know, the protection. You know, you can't throw an interception, Dak Prescott, but I kind of understand you throwing an interception if Tyler Smith is sitting in your lap after after Thibodeau has driven you Mm -hmm. into him and he can't follow through, and now the ball is going to the sideline and and Gallup is not even near the ball. It's just a bad, you know, it's a bad situation. So there's a lot of factors that happen. The decision by the, the play caller, the decision by the quarterback, the blockers, and the routes—you know—all those have to be on the same page in wow. the playoffs. Because if they're not, then you were going to be talking about a, a really good regular season, and again, disappointment in the playoffs.
0: Well, we'll see uh, what happens in the next few weeks, and yep. the things like you said, and you guys said. It's not killing them right now. It's has working right out now. for the Cowboys, yep. and you take every single win, no matter right, what. Yes, there have been good yes, teaching ma'am. moments at yes, this point. Yes. Yeah. Right. But those are little things that do need to be cleaned up, and yeah. as we get closer to facing yeah, the Eagles up. and getting into the playoffs. So that's all the time we have for today. Thank you, thank you so much, Nate, for joining us today. Brian, thank you. Thank you. So for – I forgot how Derek does the out, but <laughs> – Whatever. For Nate Newton, <laughs> Brian Brothers, and Amber Garcia, this has oh, been. Wow. See, I picked it up there. This has been the break on DallasCowboys.com radio.
3: This Over, has guys. been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
0: about this, Cowboys? Yeah!